Welcome back to Organize with Grace podcast. If you're ready to declutter your life and home so that you can make room for peace in your heart, you're in the right place. Join me, Grace Ramon, your host and home organizer, where I and my guests share tips and encouragement to help you get started, especially when you don't know where to start. I'm here with you as you begin your decluttering journey, so let's get going. You ready? Hello and welcome back to Organize with Grace. I am Grace, your host, and I have a special guest for you. Her name is Emily Lowry, and she and I belong to a membership called Momentum, and it's for home organizers who want to support as they grow their business. And she and I actually connected before that, and I'm so happy that we have, and she's here to talk about One, I'm going to ask her about how she got started and a little bit more about herself. And then we can talk paper organization because it is just a whole nother monster, I feel like, um, in addition to the home and the stuff organization type thing. So welcome to the show, Emily. Yay. Well, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So Emily, tell us about yourself and what got you to the point of, you know, having a business as a, as an organizer. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. Actually, when I think about becoming a professional organizer, um, I grew up as a kid that just loved organizing. I, as like an eight-year-old kid would be the kid in my parents' pantry, just reorganizing all the food. And I would buy them organizers for Christmas. And it was like, I would get, that would be my gift to them at Christmas was like, let me organize the bathroom. Like as a kid, like that was just like ingrained in me. And so I just really love organizing. And so I've just always been that way. Um, but when I, you know, as an adult, um, I had a, a career, um, and then, when we had kids, I decided that I wanted to stay home with my, with my daughter when she was born. And so in doing that, I was trying to come up with some way I could, you know, make some money from home and do something I enjoyed. And that would be flexible. So I could work with my, um, my daughter's schedule. And so I just went back to something that I really loved, which again was organizing. And so I I started an organizing business. I had a friend that had an organizing business and she kind of gave me some mentorship and that kind of thing and just how to do the actual business part of it. Um, but I just, I just really love organizing. I love getting in people's stuff. I love sorting. I love decluttering. Like I just, it's just part of who I am. And so that's kind of how my business got started. Awesome. And so glad to have you in this podcast because we're all about that. We're all about decluttering and simplifying. And I love, um, getting guests in here that will be just a, value provide valuable tips and advice and so what we are going to talk about today though is something that's kind of not a lot of people talk about but many if not all of us have to deal with which is paper so how do we navigate when when it comes to paper and first of all like what do what do we mean by paper I know what it means and you know what it means, but to my audience, let us know what it, what paper organization entails and how to even get started. Yes. 
Well, that's a great question because sometimes when you mention paper, people are like, I don't know what you're talking about and I don't have paper. And then you start to explain all the forms and fashions of paper and they're like, oh yeah, I really have a problem. So, um, but basically like paper organizing is, is when you think of anything that's on a printed piece of paper, it could be, it could be something that you printed off an email. It could be mail. It could be bills. It could be kids' school paperwork. It can be artwork. It can be birthday cards that you got that are a keepsake. Um, you know, just insurance statements, wills, um, power of attorney, all those like medical documents, all of that stuff that we get, in our mailbox, in our kids' backpacks, in, you know, just from, from an office of some kind of service provider, um, all of those things are considered paper. And that is what I mean when I say paper organizing. It's all those types of papers from the mental piles of paper. Sometimes we stack those in our head and we think we can keep track of all those things, but those are essentially piles of paper as well. Um, but also the notes that we chicken scratch to-do lists or lists of ideas that we may have that's paper, um, reference papers, vital records are papers and just your everyday kitchen countertop papers. Right. And speaking of kitchen countertops, I think somebody, I forget who, um, who I heard this from, but you know, surfaces are often like paper, pile magnets. And I'm looking at mine right now yes. and I do have some piles. Yes, I think we all do. I don't know how you can avoid it. I mean, it, you got to yeah. work with the pile, but yeah, they're there. Yeah. Yeah. So with Emily, I want to tell you guys, she specializes in this. And so I think we're going to get some really cool nuggets of how to even get started. Um, when we start to think that you know what, all this paper is getting really overwhelming. Emily, where do I even begin? How does this maze, it feels like a maze in my head. I don't know where to start. So, so could you give us like just a little bit of um, just some easy steps to start off with that you do with your clients um, when it comes to beginning to organize paper? Yeah, I think the biggest thing when we're starting off is to kind of set up a sorting space and kind of prepare yourself to do the paper organizing. And what that means, I would recommend getting some supplies on hand, just some containers to start sorting your papers in. And they don't have to be fancy. They can be an empty Mm -hmm. Amazon box. It doesn't have to be complicated. Um, Just some paper clips, some highlighters to, you know, mark through papers if you need a Sharpie paper clips, just kind of those basic supplies are helpful to have on hand. Um, The next thing I would do is to set up a space to actually do the sorting because, you know, some people like to be able to spread out on the kitchen table and maybe you're going to let it be there for a couple days or a week to kind of go through things. Mm -hmm. Um, so setting up a space, I personally like to sort in the floor because that's where I feel comfortable. So I'll spread all out on the living room floor, but whatever space is comfortable for you. So making a designated space for that. And then the third thing is to gather all the papers. So it sounds kind of silly, but I would say grab a laundry basket and just go around your house and start collecting all the papers. Just gather those things up, put them in the laundry basket because at least they're together at that beginning yeah. stage, you know, because sometimes it's a, it's not uncommon for people to have bags stashed in a closet, a box, 
thrown over here. It, you know, cause it's one of those things in your where car, you, maybe it, yes, your purse everywhere. <laughs> it could be anywhere. So that's why I say, encourage people to look through your purse, look through the drawers, look through the closet, look through your kids' backpacks. I mean, it is just everywhere. And so collecting it, at least it's in one place. Um, that's kind of how I would recommend is just kind of preparing yourself, gathering the paper, gathering the supplies, and then making a space to start sorting. Yeah. And what would you say to someone who is just, okay, they've, they've put gathered their papers and just, even just the thought is so intimidating. How would you encourage them? Yes, it can be intimidating. I mean, I personally have been there myself. I wasn't always an organized person when it comes to paper, because it is something Mm -hmm. I had to learn more so than organizing a kitchen or organizing a pantry because it's a different type of organizing really. And I think that's why people don't talk about it as much because it's a little harder to grasp, I think. But um, in terms Mm -hmm. of encouraging somebody to get started, I just like to remind people that, you know, progress over perfection is the key. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to organize it all in a day. It's just not reality. Likely it's a, it's a project type of organization. Um, not that the others aren't, but it's, it's a little more time consuming to do it, but just to be reminded of why you're doing it. You want to be able to find that piece of paper when you need it. You want to be able to pay your bill and not have a late fee. You want to be able to locate what's important and to be able to keep up with your daily activities. And a lot of those times papers are representations of something you need to do or something that you need to, you know, an action that is required because of that piece of paper. And it serves as a reminder. And so just remembering why you're doing it, you're doing it for yourself, for you to have peace and to have freedom and be productive and to um, have a calm in your home that doesn't normally come when you have the piles of cluttered paper. You're right. You're right. And that's the thing. It's just, it's so hard to know what's what if you, if you have it everywhere. I mean, isn't that the thing with, even with the um, organizing a, a, like a kitchen, right? Like if you've got kitchen items in the, you know, I'm going to think of the most oddest place in the bathroom, you know, what's the point? Like, why, why do we have it in different places and goes the same with, with paper, we should try to gather them all in one yes. place. So and I think so too. Um, just as an encouragement, it's, it's remembering that you're not alone. Like you're not yeah. the only person who has problems with paper. And sometimes that's just something that people don't talk about because there may be embarrassment or shame, or you feel guilty for not being able to keep up with it, or maybe life stages and circumstances have come and it's gotten out of control and yeah. that's okay. And it's understandable. And I think the biggest thing is just, what are we going to do to move forward and make some progress. So just know that you're definitely not alone. <laughs> a lot of people are there. That's that's awesome. And and also like with paper, what I hear from even, you know, from my own um friends or from clients is that like why, you know, I'm so and so years old, I should know this by now. I think that's kind of the other thing that like makes us like shameful, I guess. You know, we try to think that I should know this, but as you were saying earlier, it's something that you had to learn, yeah. right? Paper organization. Yes, for so. sure. I think it is definitely a learned, it can be learned. Um, I don't think it comes naturally to most people, but it, it's definitely something you can learn how to do. Yeah. 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 So, and with that, Emily does a workshop online and what's so I want to talk to you about what's so cool about being able to help people get organized online. So, so Emily, how does that work? 
Yes. So um, I am offering online paper organizing retreats. And what that basically is, is you will come online on Zoom and you'll be with a community of other people that are in the same position as you who need help and who need some training and some guidance and some encouragement. Um, And so it's really nice to be able to offer online because you don't have to pack up and haul and cart your papers somewhere, because sometimes that could be a lot of stuff to move. um, If you were to go to a physical place to sort that, like in a community setting, but you can do it from the comfort of your home. Um, Nobody else is going to see all your piles of paper. Mm -hmm. You just will (laughs) be on the camera and you can spread out and you can sort and just be guided on, you know, how to, how to tackle these paper piles. So I think it's, I think it's, there's a big difference when you can be around community and have other people, you know, I've got this paper, what does this mean? And you can learn from each other or, you know, just knowing that you're again, not alone in the process. And sometimes just having somebody sitting there with you, even across the computer screen can really motivate you to like, okay, I am doing this right now with everybody else. We're all going to hands, you know, it's a hands-on project and you're physically sorting during the paper organizing retreat. And I think that just really brings a lot of momentum into the process. Yeah. And speaking of the process, you know, I'm not, I don't expect you at all to give us your full like process, but um, how do you be, how do you begin to like to guide people into how to sort, you know, these, this paperwork? Yeah. So I would encourage people to kind of start with a a big sort um, where you're, you know, it's all the papers and you're going to slowly whittle down into recycling, you know, all the stuff that we really don't need into shred and into keep, because those are the kind of the three broad categories. So recycling is anything that you, you know, doesn't have your personal information that you can just toss and you really don't, you don't need those items. Shred is of course, anything that you have personal information that you don't want other people to locate. And it was shredding. I always encourage people to wait until you have a huge amount, you know, because Mm -hmm. you're going to be shredding forever. If you shred every other paper you come across. Um, The other favorite thing to do with shredding, in my opinion, is to just, if you have a fire pit, like light the match. I've done that. It's easier. (laughs) Um, It's just a lot easier. In my opinion, there's shredding companies that will take your papers, of course, but shredding. And so again, both of those steps are in the decluttering stage. You're you're recycling and you're, you know, you're shredding what you don't need anymore. And everything that's left is the stuff that you need or want to keep. And so that's the section of papers that you're really going to sort through into more, you know, categories. So yeah. that's kind of the overall sort. Nice. And, and you guys, wouldn't it be awesome for those? Cause a lot of times this is where people do get stuck, right? Emily as well. You're like, okay, well I have these active papers now what? Yes. Yep. And, and that's where Emily gets to, guide you into what to do next and what those, you know, sections are to break them up. Right. Yes. And so in that, in those papers that we want to keep, um, you know, you're, I would sort that category down into two sections in terms of reference papers, stuff that you need and want to keep, but you're not accessing those on a regular basis. And so that's the one category. And then the rest of the papers are likely actionable papers, meaning they have an action tied to it. You need to call somebody, you need to pay the bill, you need to follow up on something. And there's an action required. Maybe it's a birthday invitation that's reminding you and you to buy the present for this friend's birthday party. So again, it's actionable items. And that's a system, you know, I have a system that I teach to organize those actionable papers. And then the reference papers, I encourage people to organize those into binders because they're just more accessible and easy to use versus a filing cabinet. 
Yeah. Nice. Nice. And what have you heard from your like past clients about like when they get to the point where their papers are organized, how do they describe like their feeling? Yeah. I think, I think freeing is just the best word for it. I mean, and relief, you know, relief for, from being able to find what you need when you need it. Um, relief in knowing if you needed something, you, you, again, you could find it. Um, not having that anxiety of, am I missing something? Is there an event I'm not remembering? And I didn't have the, you know, the right documentation to remember, you know, um, even, you know, bills or medical records, all those things, especially, I think it more comes up. So when there's like an emergency type situation and you need to readily access um, those papers. I mean, I just think of the people right now who are facing, uh, you know, they're natural disasters, hurricanes, tornadoes, that kind of thing. And you need to be able to, you know, have something portable in case you needed those files. Yeah. And most times, you know, those types of things, we're not really sure. Like, I mean, the, the obvious ones, like, you know, birth certificate, marriage certificate, but all the other things like, you know, we're not sure what is, what is important, how long to keep something. And so a resource like yours, like as, you know, as you guide them is so helpful um, to be able to determine that and you know it forever. You know what I mean? Once you know it, you just know it. (laughs) Exactly. And to that point, um, so I do a paper organizing survey at the beginning of the retreat and that kind of outlines what your personal decisions are on what papers you're going to keep and how long you're going to keep them. Because what I might want to keep may be different than what you want to keep. And so it's making that personal decision of, okay, I'm going to keep this type of paper for this many months, or I'm going to keep the one, the last bill, and then I'm going to get rid of the the next one when I, when the new comes in. And, but that's again, a personal choice. Some people like having, you know, a, a more of a backlog and, you know, reference than other people. And so it's not right or wrong either way. It's just predetermining what am I going to keep? How long will I keep it? And that way you can move forward knowing my system's in place and I can, I can work with this. I know what to keep um, and how long to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I might, I mean, I'm, I don't think this is going to come as a surprise for you. So the one question that popped up in my head is, okay, so there are people that want to keep their um, magazines from 10, 20 years ago, like forever. Yes. What do we say? I know. I think I heard this story. I don't even know where it came from, but it was about, you know, when you get a Starbucks, you go out and you get a a drink and you're done with the drink and you, you throw the cup away, right? Like you used it, you finished, you threw it in the trash. Uh, but somehow people are more attached to their magazines, that type of thing. Um, and so I, I kind of associate it with that, like the cup, okay, you've read it, mm-hmm. you've consumed whatever the content is and it's okay to let it go. Like it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's a consumable in a sense, in, unless you're really using it for reference. I, I mean, the likelihood of you reusing and you're not going to reuse the Starbucks cup, right? <laughs> so likely you can get rid of and purge some of the magazines. Yeah, I love that. And I, I saw a post one time, and I think it was from another organizer and says, you know, if you're if your magazines end with a, you know, a nine zero, you know, you can you can let it go. Yes, for <laughs> or sure. a nine. Yeah, she said yes. a nine something then back in the 90s. But believe it or not, people do keep them. So yeah, yeah. Well, so papers can be sentimental. Yes, can it just as much as stuff? Very much so. Yes. I mean, when you think of, you know, 
a handwritten note. You're, yeah. you're attached to that memory. You're attached to the person that wrote you that letter, that card. And so some people, you know, they're more tied to keeping those birthday cards because they have special meaning. And there's again, nothing wrong with keeping those items. I think it's important to have a way to store them. So then again, you can go back to them and, and, and enjoy those things that you, that you wanted to keep. And it's just like the same thing with things in your home. If you're actively using them and you like them, there's nothing wrong with keeping them. But again, just having a place designated for those cards where you can pull them out and enjoy them. Um, those, are, those represent great memories. I think that's, I think that's a great thing. Yeah. Great point. Somewhere a home, a home for these yes. sentimental, wonderful items. <laughs> yes. I, so I have taught kids paper organizing, uh, kids paper workshops for parents. So parents have come and brought all their boxes and totes of all the kids schoolwork and artwork and certificates and all that stuff. And so, you know, you're pulling out stuff with macaroni noodles glued on (laughs) and their leaves falling out of the box and it's ham, you know, handprints and, you know, you're going through all this stuff, but it all, sometimes it can all be sentimental, you know? And so it's kind of, um, going through that. And I think especially with kids paper and kids artwork and that kind of thing. Um, it's nice to go through it with your kids because sometimes what's important to them is not the same as what's important to you. And it's in it, you know, what deciding together, what you want to keep. And I think that's a great project for the summertime or even at the end of each semester to kind of go through the last few months and say, Oh my gosh, let's like have a little party and celebrate all these moments and these special things that you did. And then consolidate those items into, you know, like a binder type thing where you can flip through like a, like a book, um, of the, all their little artwork and their, their, wow. you know, special achievements and that kind of thing. Such a great point. Cause I'm, I have a four-year-old, so we're starting, we're starting. Yeah, so to you're get getting ready to go papers. in. <laughs> so yes. I'm so happy to be hearing this right now because instead of it being so like, the the way you've described it, instead of it being becoming so frustrating to have so many, so much of it, and you can make it into like a family event. I mean, that's so cool. I mean, I didn't even like, because of a four-year-old, I didn't even think of it that way. And I think I'm going to yeah. start, I'm going to keep that in mind and make it yeah. an event and make it something that we can work together on. I think so. Being a point of frustration. Like, yes. You know, that, I mean, I guess definitely guilty stuff. still of, um, quickly throwing out the papers and the recycling before they see it. I have definitely done that many times and I have been caught. So I will say that, but I do think it is fun to do it with your kids and, yeah. and it just, it's, it's fun to do it together. Yeah. Funny. You said that because my son <laughs> had like a, like a, this foam little flimsy little foam airplane that he wanted to keep. And we're, we're cleaning out our, um, our room right now. And I found it and I'm like, well, you better bury that under the trash. Yes. Yes. He sees that in there. Oh, that's, that's the it. end. Yep. <laughs> I totally understand that. Yes. I'm a mom of three, too. I've got a 10 year old, a seven, almost eight, and then a four year old. So yes, we've have all the papers and all the Awesome. Things that they want to keep. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Emily, this has been such a cool conversation. Is there anything else that you want to add when it comes to? I know we can talk about this 
forever and ever. But I'm so happy that you have this resource for people that can they can join you in your um, workshops. Um, that's why I wanted you on here because I want to let people know that you know there are there is help out there, and yeah. there is something that you could you know someone like Emily who knows who learned and who has the expertise to help you. But um, before I, I want you to share um, with us that workshop. Um, but before that, is there anything else you want to, you know, you want to share? I just think just organizing. Yeah. I, I mean, to that point about just encouraging, you know, to, yeah. to make progress and those little steps over time can make a big difference. And so I think building consistency and just kind of setting some time in a regular pattern, if you can, um, to go through those papers on a regular basis can really make a big difference because, uh, like I said, it is a bigger project typically for most people. And so, um, you know, just be encouraged to focus on the progress and not perfection and just seeing yourself um, moving forward, I think is, is really important. And I actually do have um, a great paper organizing guide that's free on my website yes. that I would love for you to take advantage of. And it goes through a lot of these things, but more, much more so um, in detail. And so that's a great free resource you can take advantage and, and get yourself, you know, kick yourself in high gear so you can. You can yeah. This. And I'll, so. Emily, I'll include that in the podcast description so that it's clickable and they can be led to, to your, um, to your resource. And it's a great free, I've seen it, you guys. And it's like, so cool. It'll get you started and it'll get your mind started for paper organizing. And then you can go to Emily to her workshop. So tell us more about that. Yeah. So I am offering paper organizing retreats and those are available every Thursday currently um, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And that's central time. So 11 to 2 Eastern time. And again, it's a three hour session. It's all online through Zoom. And I will again go through that paper organizing guide or paper organizing survey with you. So you can kind of pre-decide what you want to keep and how long you want to keep them. And then I will guide you on that big sort that I mentioned of starting to doing the recycling and the shredding. And then what's left is those papers that you want to keep. And then again, dividing those out for the actual papers and the reference papers. Um, I do teach a system called the Sunday basket, and I definitely recommend that for your actionable papers. And then I also um, teach and train um, clients on using organizing binders to keep track of medical papers, financial papers, and household papers. Um, it's just a lot more easy. It's a lot, it's a lot more portable. It's a lot easier to use. Um, if you do, if you do binders versus a filing cabinet. And so again, in those retreats, um, I, I guide you through all of that. I will, you know, hold your hand through it encourage you to be your biggest cheerleader, um, to make that progress. And so that's, that's what we do. And I do have them weekly right now because I think consistency really is the key. And so having that built into your schedule, um, you can come to one, but I do have a package as well if you want to come to several sessions to continue to build on on your progress. Great. And again, the link to that information, if you're interested, will be in the podcast description. So Emily, you have shared so much, um, just lots of valuable information and um, things that people may might not even be aware of when it comes to their paper and they're feeling kind of lost and be lost no more. So yeah. yes, <laughs> so thank I think you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. I just want to encourage you to trade that overwhelm and that frustration yeah. and the discouragement in for hope and there's help. So I would love to be that help for you. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Emily. You're so welcome. Thanks, Grace. <laughs>